it's, it's low cost and it's simple, but things like people come to your website, let's say they find you through through Google. Let's say they you know find you through a guest blog post that you did or through an interview that you did and they come to your website or they visit your Facebook page. That opens up an opportunity now. We can be hyper-targeted with Facebook and Instagram advertising to just get out there and start showing them content and valuable pieces, you know, valuable posts over and over and over again with all this different stuff. And you can continue to just build that trust, build that relationship for a very, very small cost, like I said. It's really cheap to do this. In 2020, Facebook and Instagram video ads are serious business. In fact, on Facebook alone, with over 1.62 billion users visiting Facebook daily and a reported 37% increase in ad impressions on the platform, Facebook and Instagram video ads simply can't be ignored in an effective marketing strategy in 2020. So in this episode, we're going to dive deep into what's working right now on Facebook and Instagram video ads in 2020 with my guest today, Andrew Hubbard. Let's get into the show. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos, Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And before we get into today's show, I just want to say, how are you doing, guys? Seriously, it's a crazy time in the world right now. If you're listening when this episode came out in April 2020. For me, today, I started homeschooling three days a week when my wife is working. I am in charge of looking after my kids' schooling. Now, as a former high school teacher, you would think that that's not that difficult for me. However, the challenge of balancing homeschooling and doing what we need to do there and doing what I need to do to keep my business going is certainly an interesting balancing act. In fact, if you listen very carefully in the background, you may have heard my children shouting at each other just then. But I know wherever you are out there right now, everyone's dealing with things in all sorts of different circumstances right now. So the reason for me saying this is I hope you're doing okay. But right now, on to today's show. Now, in today's episode, I'm excited to bring you a Facebook and Instagram ads expert. And together, we're going to be exploring the role that video ads play in Facebook and Instagram right now in 2020. And particularly, what is best practice when it comes to video ads on these platforms right now? In fact, my guest today is going to share with us some tactical approaches to video ads on Instagram in particular that I had never heard before and I'm excited to bring these to you today. So my guest today is Andrew Hubbard. Now Andrew is the founder of Hubbard Digital, a Canberra Australia based digital marketing agency with a focus on Facebook and Instagram advertising for online business. He's also an international speaker. In fact, that's where I met him when I was speaking over at the Social Media Marketing World Conference in San Diego back in March before everything locked down in 2020. And as well as being a speaker, he also provides education and training for companies to help them upskill their teams on Facebook and Instagram advertising. 
Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about what is the state of play for Facebook and Instagram ads right now in 2020, and how should marketers be thinking about the opportunity that's available to us right now. We're going to also explore what type of ads are working best right now, according to Andrew, and the role that video production quality plays when it comes to video ad creative on these platforms. Now, I'm excited for today's episode. It's going to be a highly tactical and valuable episode for you to listen to. So take some notes and let's jump into my interview with Andrew Hubbard from Hubbard Digital. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ben. Great to be here. It's awesome to have you here today, and we are once again uh, going live on LinkedIn and Facebook for a live podcast recording. And as I've mentioned the last couple of episodes, if you do want to catch these podcast episodes live, if you're one of the audio listeners, make sure to follow me on LinkedIn and to follow Engage Video Marketing on Facebook as well. Hey, Andrew, before we get into the chat today about video ads for Facebook and Instagram, I would love for you to share a bit more about your story and what led you into the world of of social media and what you do today? Yeah, so I mean, my journey started, it's probably seven or seven years ago now. Um, I was working a corporate job, uh, working at the tax office here in Australia, actually, so very exciting. Um, and on the side, I was working in, uh, I was doing some stuff with mobile apps. Um, and that led me to running Facebook and Instagram ads for those mobile apps. Um, that I had and we started doing really well on the Facebook ad side. And so that kind of just snowballed into this thing where different groups that I was in, different mastermind groups and people that I knew would sort of, they were saying, how are you doing this? How are you profitably running Facebook ads for these apps? Can you show us how? And I was just helping people. Like it just started organically where I was like, hey, this is working for me, helping out a few friends, um, do the same for them. And they're like, you should be, you should be charging for this. You should be like, teaching more people this and so it started to turn into a consulting gig on the side uh, and we we're running you know this was way back in the day where Facebook ads were like right column only and then they added mobile yeah. app install ads and it just kind of you know kind of grew from there and eventually got the mobile app space I just got a bit tired of that and sort of moved away from that and it was partly because the revenue was heavily coming from the consulting side on the Facebook uh, on the Facebook ad front and so I ended up moving from that um, into Facebook and Instagram ads, started focusing there, and that just exploded. Um, primarily through word of mouth, the business just started to grow. So when the opportunity came to uh, leave that that full-time job and jump into a social media agency or an advertising agency full-time, uh, took the plunge, and that was about f- five years ago now. I've um, been doing it ever since and uh, having a great time. So what's the biggest shift you've seen change in the opportunity for businesses with Facebook and Instagram advertising? How would you sum that up? Oh, look, I mean, I I always, you know, I think everyone who runs ads on Facebook looks back to, you know, three years ago, the glory days um, when costs were so much cheaper. I think in terms of, you know, business, that's the biggest thing that's changed. It's just the cost. Businesses have realized, hey, you know what, there's a huge opportunity here, let's jump in. Um, But I think apart from just the cost going up, I think the biggest thing that's changed is video. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a video podcast, right? Um, I think it <laughs> really it well. is that, <laughs> that shift to video. Uh, it's It's been huge. It's It's gone from a platform where it was just these, these you know, faceless, these very low personality ads, like just images and, 
I mean, way back in the day, people were just using stock images and then they realized images of themselves work better. Then the platforms have gone so heavily you know, down the road of video that that's just revolutionized the way we run ads. It's revolutionized our strategies. Um, it's totally changed the game. So I think businesses of any size now, um, you just got to be leveraging video. It's, it's just where the platform's gone. Yeah, well, obviously, I couldn't agree more. Um, so what would you say, you know, right now in 2020, what would you say is the, is the state of play for Instagram, Facebook advertising for business? Like, how should marketers be looking at the opportunity right now today? Yes, ad costs are higher than they were three years ago. Yes, it's yeah. noisier, more advertisers on the platform. But what's the opportunity that you see right now? I think the opportunity is there's there's two big things I think where there's there's a real opportunity for businesses. One is to continue to engage and build relationships with your existing leads and customers. I think that's something that's been underutilized, but it's it's becoming more and more recognized as a really valuable way to use the platform. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's low cost and it's simple, but things like people come to your website. Let's say they find you through through Google. Let's say they, you know, find you through a guest blog post that you did or through an interview that you did and they come to your website or they visit your Facebook page. That opens up an opportunity. Now we can be hyper-targeted with Facebook and Instagram advertising to just get out there and start showing them content and valuable pieces, you know, valuable posts over and over and over again with all this different stuff. And you can continue to just build that trust, build that relationship for a very, very small cost. Like I said, it's really cheap to do this. So let's for, let's run through an example. Somebody goes to Google, they come to find your website. Um, they read a blog post, think, great, that helped me with what I need to do. They leave. They probably never come back. But if you just employ a few really simple, smart Facebook and Instagram advertising strategies, you can be in their newsfeed tomorrow with a, with a new video teaching them a little a little snippet that's related to the same topic. You know, the next week you can have another new post or a new video that pops up in their feed and it just keeps you top of mind. It contends, continues to establish you as the expert, as the go-to person and just builds this omnipresence. So it just, it's a great way for, you know, a few bucks a day to build that relationship. So I think that's the, that's the first way. And I think the other way is it's down a similar vein, but bringing new customers into your world in a really targeted way. So if we're talking local business, um, let's say, you know, they're down here in Canberra, you've got a local business. Um, even in, let's use an example, let's use a timely example. Let's say you've got a cafe right now um, and they want to tell local residents, hey, we're still open, we're delivering coffees, we'll deliver it to your house, contact free, whatever it is. You know, it's getting in there and just saying, hey, Canberra residents, um, we're still here, we've got your coffee needs covered if you're working from home. Um, Call this number. We'll deliver your coffee right to your door. There's no extra fee. Um, Delivery is free. You know, blah blah blah. It's it's hyper targeting and it's calling out those people in your area uh, and doing that. And the same works for online business. It's it's just going out, finding those little little tiny pockets, advertising at a low cost that you can't do with TV, that you can't do with radio, that you can't do with any other platform really. Would you say a good digital marketing strategy these days, based on that, is more around? the long game or relationship building or building engagement rather than direct response like traditional advertising was? I do, yeah. Um, I still think there's room for direct response. We, mm -hmm. you know, I still do a lot of direct response for clients, but I think it's shifting um, and I do think it's a really intelligent strategy. Even in, for the clients and customers that we have, 
where we're primarily doing direct response, um, we still have a reasonable chunk of the budget, we're talking at least 20%, assigned to those longer-term strategies where we're building relationships, where we're providing value on a, on a long-term basis. So I think, yes, I think that... 20% is probably going to expand over time for those clients that are still doing direct response. And I think for those just getting started, it's actually, you know, probably easier to start with a longer term strategy, value-based strategy versus direct response, simply because direct response now with costs so high, you have to be super dialed in on the back end if you want direct response to work. Like you have to have every piece of that back end funnel working really, really well if you are going to be able to play, you know, with the big boys in the direct response space. Yeah, cool. Got it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that as well that, you know, I think where particularly people starting out with doing some advertising on Facebook and Instagram, using it as a way to, to build engagement and to drive awareness around who you are and what you talk about and provide value. I think leading with value is, yeah. is where you can get good results and it's about the long game, right? It's about building that community because when you're ready to sell and you've got a community behind you, they'll buy from you. Exactly right. Exactly right. And it makes the sell so much easier and it feels yep. less slimy, <laughs> like, yeah. for lack of a better word, um, because you can present an offer and there are people there that will just go, hey, yeah, like I've seen this guy or girl's stuff. I know it's awesome. Yep, count me in. Like they're going to buy like that. You don't have to go down that route of really pushing the sale. Awesome. So when you think about the, the scope of Facebook and Instagram advertising today, and there are multiple different types of ad creative and ad units that you can pick and choose from as, a, as an advertiser. And I think it's probably worth just clarifying and mentioning here that when we talk about Facebook and Instagram advertising, they're run through the same platform um, as obviously Facebook owns Instagram. Just People probably are aware of that, just wanted to clarify that. Um, so when we think about the potential ad types that people can choose from, what's working right now? Like, is there any one that you kind of, it's your go-to type of ad? Yeah, so the go-to at the moment, um, there's a couple of types. So it's video. Um, we still use a lot of images, but sort of as a go-to, every strategy we have does have video. And it's, we still love, like I still really like going to the Facebook newsfeed, the Instagram feed and Instagram stories, not so much Facebook stories. I don't know why, I, I mean, it's just the mm. adoption isn't there. I think the user base isn't there yet, yeah. um, but it's Instagram stories, Instagram feed, Facebook news feed. Awesome, cool. So when you think about the use of video in those placements, can yep. you run through like what, what should the video creative look like? Is there a specific duration? Is there a format that you recommend? Like what's the, what's the ideal specs? And obviously we're generalizing, but it, yeah. you know, if you were to generalize, um, what would that yeah. be? Yeah. So, okay, look, I'll, I'll give you sort of, I'll give you the specs and I'll give you a bit of a template that we use as well. Um, that'll be able to help you with that. So, in terms of specs, native is best. So when we're going Facebook and Instagram feed, what we're actually running now is we're running the, not square anymore, we're running the slightly taller. So it's 1080 mm -hmm. by 1350 pixels is generally what, yeah. we, what we're running Four now. Four by five, I think. Four by five, that's it, yep. Yeah. Um, and then we're not just taking that and plopping it onto Instagram stories though. We're creating the um, the tall Instagram story format specifically for that. So, um, you know, they're the dimensions we're using. We're custom creating Instagram stories versus feed. Uh, 
the other thing, um, in terms of setting and like getting set up, exactly what we're doing now is tends to be pretty good. Like it's all you need. Um, webcam, good audio, really important. Um, but that's it. Uh, you don't need like that super produced sort of video, uh, you know, really edited stuff. Um, in terms of editing, what we might do is add some text at the top and our, and our captions at the bottom. Um, that's pretty much it. Now, uh, if the other alternative, motion and being outside or you know anywhere where you're moving is the other way we'll, we'll often do it. So it's either sitting at a desk like this, webcam, good audio, or grab your phone, pair of headphones like AirPods or something, get a bit of motion happening, recording your video. What we like so to do why, is- Why do you think that motion is such an impactful thing? Like what, what do you think it is about movement in, yeah. in the video that works? It's all about that attention, isn't it? I mean, it's all yeah. about, you know, people scrolling through the feed. And I think if they see a bit of motion, uh, it just grabs them that little bit better than, uh, you know, if it's just sort of a still talking head like I am. Do now. you think there's an element of, in that of intrigue as well? Kind of like, what, where's this person yeah. going? What are they doing? Where if they're just yeah. in an office talking to a webcam, you're going to assume that they've, they're just trying to tell you something, which they're might be interesting up, yeah. or not, right? Um, but yeah. if they're walking... In particularly in an interesting environment, it's kind of like, where is this person? What are they doing? Do you think that's something too? I think you've nailed it too. Yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. Because because that's what I always sort of tell people is you want to try and make it look like an actual video that a friend has posted in the feed because that's what people yeah. are likely to stop and watch. If, if they think it's one of their mates that have posted something or it's someone they know that's posted something and it's interesting, they're going to stop. But if they think it's a promotion or an ad or some type of, you know, scripted content, they're less likely to, to stop um, unless they're super interested in, in whatever it is you're talking about. So I think that's exactly right. I think it's because it looks native. It looks native to the platform uh, versus cool. set up. Yep. Love it. How long yep. should they be? Is there a duration that you'd want to aim for? We shoot for under two minutes. Um the reason being, so we shoot for under two minutes for our Instagram and Facebook. The reason being because we can go up to uh, two minutes on Instagram with our ads. Right. So we like to do that if we can. Uh, it depends on the content. If it's longer than that, then that's fine. We'll run some ads that are longer just for Facebook because it's still great content. For Instagram, uh, for Instagram stories, what we like to do is 45 seconds or less. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because we can create Instagram story carousels that are working really well for us right now. So you know how you jump on Instagram stories and you've just got a bunch of 15 second clips and they all join together and you know, you can watch yep. a series of someone's, you can do that with up to three clips in an Instagram story carousel ad. So right. if we just record a 45 second video in the vertical format as our ad, uh, we just chop it up into three pieces, set it up as a carousel, and we get a, essentially a 45-second video ad in Instagram stories as well. So, yeah, they're the last That's cool. So like just, on, just on that, to clarify, are you shooting for vertical or are you able to repurpose something shot for widescreen and just kind of crop it or put it in some kind of a uh, vertical letterboxing kind of a thing? Like what's, what's yeah. the best way to do that? Um, so... It, it depends, but if we can, if generally, if we're doing a 45 second ad, we'll do it as the four by five and then crop it. So we'll film it as a four by five, 
being mindful of the fact that we're going to need to crop as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, so you don't want things right near the edges of the screen um, that are important because when you crop for a vertical placement, it's going to cut those off. So, yeah, we generally will, if it's a 45-second video, crop it so we can use it on the news feed and on Instagram as well. Um, if it's longer, like if we've got, let's say, a two-minute video, and I'll walk you through a structure for that shortly. Um, if we've got a two-minute video, we'll record it. We'll just do it in the four by five. Um, and obviously, we, we might take it and create a shortened version of that. And we'll just do a specific one for, for Instagram stories. But um, generally, it's four by five. Crop it for stories. And we're good to go on both platforms. Cool. I love it. Because obviously, yeah. you know, if you think of the four by five, or the nine by 16 ratios, if people can picture that, there's not a significant difference there. It's definitely uh, not yeah. as big a difference as 16, nine, and then cropping that into nine by 16, which is like yeah. horizontal to vertical. I know we have some video producers that listen to this show, so I know they're gonna get specific about that stuff. So that's why I wanted right. to dive in on that. Gotcha. Cool, okay, so so what next? Um, what, what else is the kind of anatomy of, of an ideal video ad on these platforms? Yeah, so the way we like to do it now. So this has changed over the years, uh, and this is sort of something that we've really been doing mainly in 2020. We used to have this very specific formula where we'd sort of try to, you know, have a hook that grabbed attention. Um, we'd, you know, go through sort of building building some interest. We'd have uh, a bit of a pitch for whatever we're doing and a call to action. Now what we do though is I go, I'll go through and I'll break down. Okay, what are the common uh, objections that people have to buying our product or to engaging with whatever it is that we're, you know, if we're trying to get an email address and we're, you know, um, sharing a webinar on, let's say, uh, what's a good example? Let's say we've got a webinar, we're promoting how to get featured in the media. Okay. Um, we think, what are people's objections to getting featured in the media? Like, why would some, what would people think when they look at this ad and what would their first objection be that come to mind? Example, uh, first thing that comes to mind is I'm not ready to get featured in the media yet. I'm not big enough. Uh, I'm not well known enough. Or maybe another one is I'm just not ready. Like I don't have uh, the right content for the media to want to feature me. So what we do is we take one of those objectives and then we go and we make a video that just shares valuable content about that. So the video will be how to know if you're ready to get featured in the media. And we'll spend the first, let's say it's a two minute video, we'll spend the first minute and 45 seconds just going through that exact thing. Like, hey, okay, in this video, we're gonna talk about how to know if you're ready to get featured in the media and we'll give them a bunch of points. And then at the end, we just very casually would say, hey, you know what, if you wanna learn more, we've got this webinar, it's a free training. You can go there and we'll teach you exactly how to do it, how to get the attention of uh, editors and producers. We'll teach you how to um, pitch a great story um, to get yourself featured if you're interested. And so it's very much a value-based approach first um, mm. with, a, with a very casual call to action uh, versus what used to be a much more direct response, which goes back to what we we're talking about at the start of, of the conversation, right? Uh, and just showing how the platform shifted from direct response to a more value-based approach. Yeah, what I love about that as well by leading with the objections is that it becomes about them, not about you. You know, exactly. it becomes less about less about the message that you wanna try and grab someone's attention with, which is yep. typically what you'd do for a hook. And it's more about like, what is this person 
what's going through their head? You know, what what's yeah. holding them back? What objection do they have that's keeping them awake at night? Whatever it may be. I mean, that it's still a hook, right? It's still the purpose of that is to hook them in. You're just hooking in a different way than what a traditional hook might be. So I love that. Exactly. And it's just, it's far less, um, it's far less pushy. Like it's just a, hey, like, you know, here's how to know this. Like, here's a great tip. Check it out if you're interested. You know, it's it's far less sort of, uh, yeah, direct response-ish, <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better, better word. So what's the balance between the messaging that you get into the video, whether it be in the script, the text overlays or whatever, versus what's yep. in the actual copy of the ad? Like, do you basically replicate one in the other or, or what, how do you approach that? We do have some overlap, um, but what we find is, like, let's say we have that video where we just, you know, give a quick tip. Um, the content of the ad will be, you know, we'll, we'll address that at the top because we want to be mindful of the fact that people may read that top section of copy, those first three lines before they dive into the video. So we want to cover that in that first section where we, we just briefly say, hey, look, in this video, we're going to talk about you know, X, Y, and Z. So we might say, we won't say in this video, but we might say in this first, those first three lines, um, you know, when I first started, um, I thought the media would have zero interest in what I had to say because I just didn't think I was ready. I didn't think I was well known enough. I didn't think I had the content that would interest the media. Um, but, you know, I soon learned after two or three different pitches, uh, I soon learned that the media is hungry for that kind of attention. So we're going into a bit of a story as well. So I like to have my copy more story-based, um, tell them a bit of a story like, hey, this is what happened to me. This is why, what happened when I had this objection. This is how I overcame it. Um, so we're talking about the same topic, but we're framing it in a more of a, from the perspective of a story versus just getting straight into the content in the video, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. That's good. I mean, stories have an innate ability to engage people, right? And, you know, particularly on those platforms, these social platforms, it, it's social. People care about other people's stories. That's why they're on that platform in the first place. I think that yeah. factors into it, right? Exactly, exactly. And um, as you know, I mean, it, it, that was such a hot topic at Social Media Marketing World this year was story-based marketing. And I think that's just something that's filtering through every form of marketing. And it's been coming through Facebook and Instagram ads for, you know, the last 12 months is the more you can incorporate story into that copy, uh, the more effective it tends to be because the platform is watching things like dwell time. So how long is somebody sitting there looking at a post? If you've got a great video with good content and then you've got great copy that, that adds to that content in the video that's not just repeating but it's actually expanding on and adding value layered on top of what's in the video they're going to sit there and watch the video then they're going to sit there and read the copy the the platform pays attention to how long they're sitting there looking at that post and it goes well you know what this is a great post i'm going to lower the ad costs i'm going to show this to more people um so yeah i think definitely if you can incorporate some story and find a way to write copy like i just said that adds something on top of what's in the video as well uh it's it's really really effective for us so on that when it comes to video ads specifically on these platforms and yep. the copy that are so that um accompanies those video ads long or short 
And is it different for Facebook versus Instagram? Yeah, so we tend to favor long. Long tends to work quite well for us. If Well, let me caveat that for the listeners. For e-com, shorter tends to work better. Uh, for anything else, um, we find long tends to work better. Um, Instagram has a character limit, 2,000 characters, so you do need to have shorter copy for Instagram. Sometimes we'll write some seriously long um, Facebook ad copy, like 1,500-word kind of stuff, uh, which is it might seem crazy but can be really effective. And so we trim that down for Insta. Uh, we shorten it down. Now what we're doing with a lot of our ads is because the, the platforms uh, now it now allows for us to customize by placement. So we can create one ad and we can say, hey, use this image and or this video for Instagram, use this video for Instagram stories, use this video for Facebook, use this copy for Instagram. You know, we can have one ad with multiple assets inside it, and Facebook is smart and knows where to show which video, which piece of copy. Um, so yeah, what we'll do is we'll create one ad, we'll have the Facebook version of the copy. And if we need to, we'll shorten down the Instagram version as well. Um, There are a couple of things we do for the Instagram copy as well, just for the listener. Uh, We will first remove the links. So if you're posting a video ad on Instagram uh, and you have copy that says, hey, click here to read the blog post, click here to sign up for the webinar, people can't click links in Instagram uh, ads, right? So we will change that and customize our Instagram copy to say, click the learn more button to do X. So we just customize that because we get a lot of comments otherwise with people going, ah, it says click the link, but I can't click the link. Um, so we do things like that. We change that first line. So you notice on an Instagram ad, you'll have your video and below it, you'll have, it's like one line of copy, right? Um, where on Facebook, we get about three lines now. So Often we'll change that intro line on Insta just to make sure it makes sense and doesn't get cut off in a weird spot or it's not something that's just like really bland um, with what they can see on Insta because we do want them to click that learn more button or that read more button, sorry, and read it. So there's a couple of little customizations we do on the copy side as well as just shortening it for Insta. Awesome. You've moved on to the call to action, which is where I wanted to go next. So (laughs) you have a number of different buttons that you can add. So yeah. Obviously, it's going to be different based on what the goal or the intended action is that you want people to take. But is there a kind of a rule of thumb or some some way you prefer when you use those buttons? Or there is options for no buttons, right, in yeah. certain placements? Yeah, where I can, I'll go for no button. Um, the thing is, with video, you've got to pick a button. So if I want to oh. run an image ad, I can go no button and I will because it looks more native in the feed. It's back to that. And to clarify with that, no button means that if they just tap on the ad somewhere, it takes them to the Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it just doesn't have a big learn more button or buy now button, um, but they can still absolutely click anywhere on the ad. Uh, For video, however, we've got to pick a button type. So I'll generally generally go with learn more because it's... Mm -hmm that's you know we've tested it a bunch that tends to get our highest click-through rate unless it's something really direct if we're running an e-com ad and it's like here's the product here's a great video that shows off the product buy now can be great um if i'm you know in in certain circumstances where let's say i'm promoting a video on my youtube channel right and i'll click um watch watch now uh, because it just makes sense. It, it's very relevant to what we're actually asking them to do. But generally speaking, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, I'm picking learn more because 
that tends to have the highest click-through rate for us. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else to break down specifically in in a general Facebook or Instagram ad? Otherwise, I want to go into some of the more ninja tactics that you can share with us today. Uh, no, let's jump into that stuff. Cool. Yeah, particularly, I want to first of all go back to Instagram story ads because you talked yeah. about using carousels, basically a 45-second ad that's going to play as three 15-second stories. Um, on that, can people... When they, you know, uh, in a native story, you can basically skip to the next story within yep. from one particular profile um, by, by, you know, tapping on the right hand side or whatever it may be, um, or you can swipe to go completely off it. Does that same functionality work within an ad? So like, can you swipe to miss the rest of the ad? You can, yeah. So um, it is the same. You can tap to see the next slide in the ad, or you can swipe to to roll off it. Um, okay. So yeah, the, the functionality is still the same, uh, and the way Facebook charges you is is still the same as a regular ad. So that if you choose to pay per impression, which is the vast majority of cases, as soon as someone sees that first slide in that three part carousel, they're going to charge you for for that, even if they skip the the next two. So you want to front load your messaging again, right? In that first 15, well, the first seconds really of that first 15 second block. Yeah. And, and it's that same rule that applies to all our videos on Facebook, Instagram and Instagram stories. You really need to get the, the average view time is about six seconds, I think, last time I read. Um, so you've, yeah, you've got that first few seconds literally to grab their attention. Um, and if you don't, you know, um, they're going to skip over it. Would you recommend then understanding that they can tap to effectively advance 15 seconds to the next story in your three-story yeah. ad? Would you think about structuring your script or your messaging or if you're editing content, trying to get those, uh, those key points at the start of each 15-second block? Does that make sense or is that getting a bit too technical in the edit? Ooh. That's a really good point. You know what? I'll be honest, we haven't really thought about or tried that in any of our ads yet. Um, I think it would be a good way to do it. The only thing, yeah, the only challenge I think you'd want to overcome is sort of maybe setting that expectation at the very beginning. Like, hey, mm -hmm. you know, in this you're going to learn one, two, three. Um, yeah, and, and, and then maybe structure those time timings. At 16 seconds you're going to get to two and then at 31 seconds you're going to get to three so that if they are tapping through to advance through, they're going to still engage. Does that, does yeah, that make sense? I'm that. just trying to imagine how people might use that. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Yep. Sort of initiating with, hey, I'm going to teach you one, two, three. Let's jump into one. And then if they think I'm more interested in two, then it makes, it's a logical progression for them to tap. And then number two starts. Yeah. It's a really cool idea, actually. Gonna try that. So on Instagram story, yeah, try that. And if you like yeah. run that and I'll, I'll come back I'll to us with some results. Yeah, yeah that'd be definitely. awesome. Um, so where, where does the call to action factor in the like learn more button or whatever it is on an Instagram story ad? Because I don't think I've seen a lot of Instagram story ads in my own Instagram stories feed, to be honest. Ah, that's interesting. So yeah, so it's it's similar to your standard swipe up function in a native Instagram story. So you, you've probably yep. seen Instagram stories, people will say swipe up and it takes you to a link. Uh, this works in the same way. You've got the little uh, piece of text at the very bottom of the story ad with that little arrow and it says 
you know, swipe up, or if you choose a different call to action button, it will say whatever that call to action button says. So let's say you choose buy now, you'll have a little bit of text at the bottom that says buy now with that little arrow so people can swipe up. And that's on all three of the slides. So it's not just on right. the last one, but it's on the first, second, uh, and third as well. So, um, and again, we generally go with learn more unless there's something that's really uh, hyper specific to what we're promoting like a video and we go watch now or something like that but very similar approach okay cool and yep. uh would you recommend having some kind of text overlays much like a native instagram stories yep. that says something like swipe up to learn more or something like yeah. that yeah 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 so what we do with our instagram stories ads is very much try to recreate what people are doing with their native instagram stories so it's like hold your phone look at the camera, record, um, then we, we go into editing and I literally to edit my Instagram stories videos and this might make some of your listeners cringe, especially if they're video editors. But, you know, I will literally open it up in the Instagram app. I'll whack some stickers on, I'll slap some text on inside the Instagram app itself with that native functionality. I'll export it to my phone, you know, throw it over to the Mac, upload it as an ad and go straight from there. And the reason is because if someone's sitting there just watching Instagram story after Instagram story and your ad pops up next, if it's one of these like super polished ads, it's so obvious and people just go yeah. swipe and they go to the next story. Like we, we've tested it, we see it, like it's such a dramatic difference between what I just described and then that really polished ad where people just go, oh, ad, swipe, gone. You get I think that's, zero a, that's a really... That's a really critical and important point you're bringing up there, Andrew, because for those video producers out there, those video marketers who I know listen to this show, they're probably tempted to, you know, go into their Adobe Premiere and create something beautiful that's, yeah. you know, natively created for 45 seconds in a vertical video format with, you know, great effects, great shots. Yeah. But it's just not going to feel authentic to the platform and people are going to just skip right past it, right? It's exactly what we see. Like, they, it, it pains me to look at the, you know, I look at the ads that we run. We get some produced really, you know, to a really high quality and a high standard. And then I've literally gone in for 20 minutes and just made one of these ads and slapped it up in, in Instagram. And you look at the performance and, you know, it, it's 99.9% .9 of the time the the one that's just made inside Instagram outperforms the beautiful, really nice looking one. Um, it's just incredible the difference. And yeah, it's, it's all about being native. It's all about looking like something that, that a friend would have posted as a story. Cool. What about using things that you can use in Instagram story natively, like, um, like stickers or, um, hashtag kind of stickers or tagging other people. Does, does that all work? Uh, no, the thing that does work though that we've been using a lot of is the poll feature. So you can add a, so normally in Instagram stories when you create those, you can add, yeah, as you said, like uh, ask me a question and people can type in questions and things. That doesn't work, but they do have a poll feature now built into the ad manager. So you can upload your story, you can ask a question in a poll uh, and run that as an ad. That's been really effective for us. Does it, uh, and does it look just the same as like as far as the interface of the ad, the way it works, just the same as native? It looks like the you mean the poll itself sitting over the yeah, over the yeah, the actual yeah, like it, the way the poll different. looks and works. It's very similar, but it does look a little different. Honestly, I think it's only because I know what I'm looking mm. at that I realize oh that's the 
slightly different style that shows up in an ad. I think for the majority of users, it's yeah, it looks so close that it's yeah, indistinguishable. Um, so it does look very, very similar. Um, and it's just a simple A or B. So you just, you know, you can't have a series of questions. You just have two, two different one, responses. Yeah, one or two answers, one yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah, what we're finding is, you know, adding that poll even into our existing ads where we didn't create them with the intention of having a poll, but we just created an ad um, that's been working well. And let's say we're talking about... Um, Hey, here's three tips for uh, to create better, more effective video ads. <laughs> as an example, um, we might just drop a poll on top as a test and just ask a question like, you know, are you currently using video marketing in your business? Yes or no? Um, and what we're finding is it's actually improving in most cases. It's improving the performance of that ad, even though we didn't design it with a poll in mind. We're just adding that as an engagement feature afterwards and adding a question that's related to what's in the video uh it's getting a lot more engagement it's lowering our costs and it's actually improving the overall performance of our ads so i'd say to anyone who's out there and they're running stories ads now um video ads on instagram stories specifically try a poll see if you can add one yeah. in um run that and yeah there's a good chance that will just increase your overall performance I think it's, it taps into that human nature of just wanting to have your say, right? If there's a question yep. there and it's one tap to give your, you know, give your feedback or add your thought to it, um, people want to do that, don't they? People just want to 100%. have their say, you know? Yeah, yeah I think that's does. really cool. And I think there's um, so, room, you know, depending yeah, on how much you want to push your brand um, and, and how, you know, how you position your brand, I think if you were asking more uh, polarizing questions I can see that being a really really powerful tool as well yeah yeah awesome cool something to try I think everyone who's who's running well doing any sort of Facebook Instagram advertising is listening to this show it would be worthwhile giving some native story ads a, a run I think that would be yep. worth giving it a go I think it is under underutilized and probably uh, you can get good exposure using that. That would be my gut feel only because I'm just not seeing a lot of it yet. Um, I guess they're probably not yeah. deliberately not placing a lot of ads in stories because they don't want to ruin the experience for people as well. Is that your gut feel? It is. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one thing. Uh, until, you know, there was a long period of time there uh, and we're, we're talking 2019 now. So um, we're recording this in 2020, in uh, April 2020. So uh, back in 2019, there was a long stretch there where, uh, particularly early in the year, where Facebook was saying, hey, like Instagram stories are the only placement where we still have infantry left. Like we're not fully um, sold out in the Instagram stories feed. Uh, so I think advertisers as well were just slow to get on. I think um, now it's pro it's it's changed, uh, and now it's probably more a, a case of Facebook just limiting the the placements. But um, there is plenty of inventory there as well for advertisers. Like uh, you you must just be lucky not to be seeing them because I definitely see, <laughs> see yeah. my share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just not in stories enough. But anyway, Maybe. I'll probably I'll probably jump on stories like this afternoon and and see a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, li they listen they're, the they're listening, listening that's right yeah, yeah. 
All right, Andrew, this is this has been fun. I mean, we could go in a whole bunch of different places and probably chat yeah. for another hour, but you know, I will we will wrap it up here and I want to thank you for for sharing your insight and wisdom here on uh, on using videos specifically in the advertising platforms on Facebook and Instagram, but for people who want to find out more about you and and maybe learn from you further or or um just connect with you in any way, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so uh, a couple of ways. So my website, andrewhubbard.co, is, is a good one to uh, to find that. And I'll drop that video marketing uh, formula as well that I mentioned. Uh, if you go to andrewhubbard.co forward slash engage, uh, I'll have a page there where you can grab that uh, structure, that formula that I talked about for video ads, plus a few extra tips uh, if you want to do that. Uh, or Instagram, Andrew N. Hubbard over on Instagram is my, uh, is my page. So yeah, find me. Awesome. anywhere and uh, send me a message i love replying to people i love having conversations uh, around facebook and instagram advertising so feel free to do that as well fantastic this has been a super valuable episode and i'd love to get you back on again one day to dive deeper into some of this because it's constantly changing and yeah. uh you know i think you know i want our listeners to stay front of front of what's going on here particularly in the world of video on these platforms so will you come back again one day Absolutely. I've had a great time. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ben. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, definitely love to come back. Awesome. We'll have all the links that Andrew talked about there in the show notes page for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 141, 141. Thanks again, Andrew. Talk soon. Thanks, mate. Talk soon. So there you go. Thanks again to Andrew Hubbard from Hubbard Digital for joining me on today's show. Now, as you probably gathered, today was another podcast interview interviewed live via LinkedIn Live. So I'd love for you to join me over on LinkedIn. Just search for Ben Amos on LinkedIn and let's connect there so that you can be the first to know when we do another live podcast interview over on that platform. And as a listener to this show, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining me today. If this has been valuable to you, I'd love for you to share this with someone else in business who would benefit from this episode. And of course, if you haven't already, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts store. That is highly valuable to me and really makes a difference in sharing this show with more and more people. So that's where I'm going to leave you today. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'll be back with you next week with another episode and another great guest as we dive deep into the world of video marketing to help you grow your business. Once again, I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. Don't be a stranger. Reach out to me, say g'day, and I'll see you next week.